In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with the 141st episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Here on the episode of this episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, we're just going to title this one Game 1, Atlanta versus Minnesota. I know that's very creative, but that's what we have for you today. The Vikings and the Falcons will square off at U.S. Bank Stadium at 1 p.m. on Sunday uh, to kick off the 100th season of the NFL. Uh, the actual kickoff will be on Thursday, Green Bay versus Chicago. Uh, two traditional teams uh, that have been going at it for quite a while now. So, they'll get it started on Thursday night and then we're off and running. The Falcons and the Vikings will take the field at 1 o'clock on Sunday on Fox. And uh, we'll be off and running. No more exhibition football. We can get on to the season. And we have a uh, very, very good matchup here to get things started. In this episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, during the season, we generally break down the other team, uh, look at some of their, um, you know, we pit the offense against the defense. We'd look at the uh, Falcons offense and uh, then uh, against the Minnesota defense and the Minnesota offense against the Atlanta D. Uh, but uh, we're going to just walk you through that this week. Look at a couple of key matchups. We got some Viking notes, and then we'll present the announcers for this game. But before we get started and before we move on any further, we want to hear from Atlanta kicker Matt Bryant, who was re signed and uh, will hopefully solve their kicking problems and will be kicking in his 18th season, 11th with the Falcons. Minnesota had a kicking issue too. They're going to go with Dan Bailey, the former Dallas kicker, and uh, the kickers will be important we know that kicking in minnesota is a big thing for the falcons that's where morton anderson kicked the team into the first super bowl that they went to back in 1998 so with that let's hear from matt bryant on monday in the falcons locker room okay, you know, it's, uh, it's not to push too too hard uh, you know there's certain exercises that may Uh, my life has been uh, on a piece of paper about where I'm supposed to be. 
what time I'm supposed to be there and how long I'm supposed to be there. And like all of a sudden, like I'm walking around my house, like, like I should be somewhere, but I just go sit down on the chair and watch the TV. You know, it, so it was uh, it was different. You know, um, uh, was it frustrating? Yes, yeah, very frustrating to watch um, to watch some of the stuff that I see on TV. But uh, you know, it's part of it, and um, the main thing is that I'm ready to go for this team uh, this year and uh, I'll do the best that I can. Was there ready down your mind that your career would carry on, or did you think it might it might be over? Um, you know, I knew. I say I knew. I was confident that. Um, at some point during the season that I would get a call you know, from somebody. Um, it's just uh, it's just inevitable, you know, that to I mean like last year, you know, I was twenty twenty one to you know, it wasn't like I I was on IR at the end of the year. You know, I finished the end of the year from the injury. So you know, um, I knew I was gonna get a call no matter when and who. But it was good to get a call now uh, from this team so I can come in at the beginning of the year and, uh, you know, give the best that I have, best that I have for uh, 16, you know, for the whole season. Falcons kicker Matt Bryant uh, talked about, you know, that was interesting about his life being on a piece of paper and now all of a sudden he's got all this time and he just didn't know what to do. He just sat down and watched TV. Hopefully he wasn't watching some of the reality shows that are out there. Uh, maybe that's what he was so disgusted about. So, hey, normally we would break down the uh, offense versus Minnesota defense with the rankings. Atlanta scoring versus Minnesota defensive scoring. Total yards against yards allowed. Rushing yards against rushing allowed. Pass versus pass. Those numbers don't mean much right now. I'm doing them against last year's team and this year's team because those two teams won't be playing. Uh, The Falcons defense has most of their people back. Uh, and a uh, revamped offensive line. Minnesota's got 10 of 11 starters back on that fine defense, and they've retooled the offense under uh, coordinator Kevin Stefanski, you know, to be run heavy and run the Falcons' outside zone system. It's coming in with Gary Kubiak, former uh, Houston and Denver coach, uh, and uh, Rick Dennison, the former line coach. He's uh, coming in with Kubiak to put it in for Dalvin Cook. So, you know, we'll be seeing outside zone against outside zone at times. We didn't really see any outside, a lot of outside zone during the uh, exhibition season, but we'll see how heavy Dirk Cutter stays with it. Then we would do uh, Minnesota's uh, D versus Minnesota's O, I'm sorry, versus the Atlanta defense. Uh, Scoring versus scoring allowed. Total yards, yards allowed. Rush yards, rushing allowed. Passing yards and passing defense. Then a couple other uh, items we like to look at would be turnover differential. And then the one here for this one is the quarterbacks because that might equalize the advantage that uh, apparent advantage that the Vikings have on the defensive line over the Falcons offensive line is can which quarterback can lift their team. And Matt, Matt Bryan's record here is 102 and 70, whereas uh, Kirk Cousins is 34 and 38 uh, and 2. So he's an under 500 quarterback they paid a lot of money for. But, you know, they're not asking him to do the whole thing. 
He's got good players around him, uh, really, really great players uh, on the defensive side of the ball. On the offensive side, they have some weapons, uh, so they're not asking him to be Joe Montana or anything, but, uh, you know, the Falcons do have an advantage at quarterback. couple of matchups here, though, that jump off the paper at you. The Minnesota wide receivers, and uh, I'm going to add one here on the fly while I'm, uh, you know, I got to have three matchups for my key matchups uh, for the Sunday paper, uh, and I'm going to add one here uh, in addition to what I already have down here. We got the wide receivers. We got uh, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs against Isaiah Oliver and Desmond Trufant. Uh, DeMonte Casey will factor in there when they uh, jump Thielen into the slot. He's uh, such a crafty guy. Both of those guys had over 100 receptions and 1,000 yards receiving last year. Uh, Oliver will be making his first start. So we'll see. Uh, we haven't heard much from him in exhibition season. He certainly looks the part. A level-headed young man. I'm thinking he'll be up to the task. And then the other, really the number one matchup in the game, if we got to rank them, is going to be the uh, – I'm going to go ahead and rank them. One, two, three. One, the Falcons' offensive line, or more importantly, the tackles against the ends. Danielle Hunter and Everson Griffin for the Vikings – Two standout defensive ends in the National Football League will be going against Jake Matthews. And then the Falcons, in their dead report, did not declare starters at right tackle and left guard. They went with the either-or deal. The the uh, le- left guard is James Carpenter or Jamin Brown. And the right tackle is Matt Gano or McGarry. Uh, but it was interesting. McGarry, after playing his first action in Jacksonville, declared himself unfit to go a whole game uh, after his cardiac ablation. But they're going to push him and try to uh, get him ready. There's no doubt, you know, they guaranteed $9 million of his dollars. So uh, they want him out there as soon as they can. But they said they weren't going to rush him. So if he's not ready, uh, look for Matt Gano from Division Three Wesley in Dover, Delaware. I don't. Uh, they didn't list Ty Sambrello at all, and we'll see at practice today how they're lining up. Uh, they might try to throw us a false positive, and uh, but we'll stay on top of that for the top twenty-two. So uh, then the third one I'm going to add here is Kyle Rudolph, the tight end against Keanu Neal, the Falcons' strong safety. Ah, that's going to be a good matchup. That's two rugged football players right there uh, going at it. The old strong safety versus tight end matchup. I like that one here uh, in this game. So let's look at a couple notes. Like I said, Kirk Cousins, uh, who, I mean, you know, 34 and 38, that's his record. But he's coming off of a season where he passed for a career-high 30 touchdowns. Uh, He passed for 4,298 yards, ranked third in completions, and became the first player in NFL history with 30-plus completions in four consecutive games. Okay, and, uh, you know, so that's uh, one thing to, you know, he's accurate, uh, can move the ball, but they won't ask him to do too much. Running back Delvin Cook went to Miami Central High, just like Devontae Freeman. Both played at Florida State. He had 922 scrimmage yards, 615 rushing, 305 receiving. 
for four touchdowns last season. So, uh, you know, he's a guy that they're going to build this outside zone attack uh, for, and we'll see how he, you know, if he can get going, that's what the Vikings want to do. They want to run the ball, score some points, and uh, hold you off the field on defense, much like that 14-9 game they had here in Atlanta in the 2017 season. All right, Adam Thielen tied for fourth in the NFL with 113 receptions, had a career-high 1,373 yards last season. He joined Rod Smith and Wes Welker as the only undrafted player since 1967 with 100 catches and 1,300 yards in a single season. He had a franchise record nine games with 100 yards receiving last year he's the guy to stop gotta stop him but if you stop him what's gonna uh, what are you gonna do with Stefan Diggs he set career highs and catches last year with 102 yards and 1021 yards receiving and TD catches with nine so uh whoo pretty dynamic duo not not the big guys but uh uh, you know, little guys that get open. They also added this week Josh Doxson, former 22nd pick in the draft three years ago uh, from uh, Washington. He just wasn't able to get going in Washington, but they added him. Doubt he can, they can get him up to speed for this one. Uh, showed some promise in Washington, but not enough to stick. No, it's bad when they got a bill on a first-round pick. No team likes to do that. And then we mentioned the two ends, Danielle Hunter and Everson Griffin. Uh, Everson has 10 sacks in his last nine games versus the NFC South. Danielle Hunter tied for fourth in the NFL with a career high. He went to LSU. That was one of those uh, uh, Bayou Tigers there. Uh, last year, fourth in the NFL with a career high, 14.5 sacks. Has 40 sacks since entering the NFL by 2015. Wow, most by a Minnesota player in the in his uh, first four seasons since 1982. In contrast, I hate to do this because I looked it up for uh, uh, a Facebook argument on why the Falcons should have went after Jadavian Clowney, but uh, over the first four years of his career, Vic Beasley has 29.5 sacks. And um, I think Clowney's, Clowney had 29, but I, I'm, I think it's, I'm not sure if they're the same. Yeah, same year because he would have been his fifth-year option. They didn't, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's uh, just the number there. Daniel Hunter's doing his thing, 40 sacks, Vic 29.5. And their linebackers, you, you know, we got a story up there, and we get into the linebackers, uh, Kendrick's bar, secondary, uh, Xavier Rose, Harrison Griffith. I mean, it's a stack, it's a stack, stack defense the Falcons are going up against. Uh, the new defense, Dan Quinn, I'm gonna have to get some turnovers off Kirk Cousins, slow down these receivers, light up the running back. 
look for this to be a defensive struggle. The defenses are going to be ahead of the offense early. We saw that up in Chicago a couple years ago when Mike Glennon was uh, in the game late. So, uh, you know, look, this is going to be you got to unleash everything you got on defense. You can't be missing tackles. Uh, You got to shut something down and uh, maybe even try to score some points. I mean, the 14-9 game is a blueprint and probably how these teams want to slug it out. Uh, they don't want to slug it out. The Falcons, instead of getting them three field goals, need touchdowns. And, of course, the Vikings, if they can grind you out, work you underneath, move it down the field, you know, put up enough just to lose. They they got a, a favorable matchup late in that game with Thielen on C.J. Goodwin and exploited it. Uh, that was the game Blendy Ray Wilson had to play. I believe True Font was out. Uh, the cool Falcons were down to, you know, some cornerbacks in that game. And uh, uh, that was Case Keenum that was able to make enough plays to pull out a win on the road. Just want to wrap up here because one of my buddies will be the Fox announcer, Tom Brenneman. We go back to covering high schools together in Cincinnati. Of course, you know, that's Marty Brenneman's son, the longtime famous announcer of the Cincinnati Reds. So Tom will have a call for you all on TV. Uh, and Chris Billman, Ohio State Buckeye, he'll be uh, the color guy. Uh, Chris's brother Rick's the GM of the Vikings. So Chris might have some insight. He'll certainly have some on the Vikings. Uh, he'll be your color guy. And Shannon Spake will be your field reporter. They're calling him field reporter now. I don't know why uh, they got away from sideline reporter, but it's the same thing. And that'll be your TV uh, announcer group for the folks who won't make the trip up there. And we'll be watching it on TV. Of course, you know you got our fabulous radio duo, West Durham, and uh, David Archer to bring you the show on 92.9 The Game. They start their pregame kind of early. They got some new people, uh, Paul Crane and Harry Douglas over there, 92.9 The Game. So, uh, you know, if you want you want some local flavor, you got that too. You got some of the best in the business giving it to you on the radio on 92.9 The Game. So that's it for our first regular season episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Uh, man, should be a good game. I know I'm excited. Look, can't get uh, through the week fast enough here. We got a couple of uh, a couple of days of practice, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Friday's usually light. Uh, I think the, they'll get up there on Saturday. We'll get up there on Saturday. Uh, you know, get together some, uh, just one of the things we got a special section coming out on Sunday, 12 pages of the NFL. Uh, got, um, I had to do four stories in there. One of them with the owner, Arthur Blank. I always look forward to that. Be, uh, be on the lookout for that Saturday and Sunday at your, uh, at your, uh, places where you get the paper at. Um, you know, I get it delivered still, and, you know, if I'm on the road, I'll try to grab a Kroger or somewhere uh, in the neighborhood uh, and get a copy of that 12-page special section. Then on a Sunday, I'm going to take a look at the defense. What happened? How are they going to fix this thing? Man, the defensive numbers were just... Um, I mean, given who was all hurt, I guess it shouldn't have been that surprised. But it just kind of hit me again of how bad, uh, you know, the defense was under, you know, Dan Quinn, a defensive coach. So the talent was really bad or, uh, uh, you know, they were doing some, you know, can't argue with what the scheme, but uh, – 
Man, they were in the bottom three in a lot of lot of key areas. So we'll talk to Coach Dan and uh, we'll talk to uh, uh, Jerome Henderson about, well, hey, well, what? Okay, we're ready to start the season. But, you know, when y'all looked at this, what y'all end up at with how we're going to fix it? And, you know, well, I'm going to go down the list with them and hopefully they'll give us some good answers. If they don't, and give us just some general coaches, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'll... Uh, I'll have to skip that, and maybe I won't have a story. But I'll point out how bad that defense was, and then maybe forward my own ideas about you know how they're going to try to get better here in 2019. So with that, we're going to sign off from the 141st episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Game one, Atlanta versus Minnesota. Are you ready? Take care and have a great rest of the week. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-Hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop story. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.